News. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. Father All Things Inspirational Show. Appreciate you being here. We've got through Christmas. You got through Christmas. You got through New Year's. And here we are today. Believe it or not, it is my eighth show. And about nine weeks ago, uh, this opportunity got offered to me. So uh, I jumped on it. And sometimes you have to take advantage of opportunities that come along, even if it's not the right time or the perfect time. I believe in life, there's very few times in our life where it's the perfect time to do certain things, whether that's the perfect time to buy a house, perfect time to go back to school, perfect time to maybe have kids, perfect time to move. There aren't perfect times. There may be better times than others, but perfect times I don't believe come around often. You've got to take advantage of those opportunities when they arise and then just make it happen. So I was able to do that so far. I hope uh, you're enjoying the show. I've been uh, blessed to have good supporters, awesome guests, actually awesome supporters. So here we are, eight weeks into it, and you made it through New Year's. And how is your New Year's resolution going? Are you still riding that wave of motivation that came in, kind of that fresh start of the new year? Or has it been a slow process? So ask yourself that because even though we're only a couple weeks into January, you know, a lot of people's resolutions stop January 1, January 2, and whatnot. So the, the only thing I would say with that is if, if they start, stop that quick, you can start them that quick. So what are you noticing about your energy What are you noticing about your ability to maintain consistency? Because consistency is important, especially when it comes to goals and starts. So perhaps one of the most important questions that you can ask yourself is, what's your natural strengths? What will be useful in attaining your goals? What are your strengths? And just don't think about them. If you haven't written them down, write them down. By by all means, they will be more efficient and more productive if you write them down and it's a lifelong way of writing goals which are smart goals so this is the way organizations communicate this is the way people get to the next level this is the way entrepreneur entrepreneurs move forward as they write their goals down and what are their natural strengths because these strengths you can utilize in your efforts to achieve success Uh, And sometimes we're better off playing on our strengths than we are acquiring new skills or improving our weak areas, although I'm not saying not to do that. I think the more you can improve your entire self, work on your weak areas, and always be growing, which means acquiring new skills and honing your talents and abilities. So beyond using your natural strengths, you really need this this correct mindset or this right mindset, which is extremely helpful. And 
that mindset of reaching your goals will create the reality that you're trying to envision at the end of your goals. And that, as I call it, is, you know, the power of positive self-talk because our self-talk can be so sabotage. It could be our saboteur. It, it sabotages us, basically. And there are studies, neuro-linguistics training. I have read a ton of books on it. And basically, it is our mind that talks to us. It is in our mind's eye that we hear these negative thoughts that consistently tell us why we can't do things, why we shouldn't do things. And I don't mean that in a good way, but maybe it's you shouldn't do it because you're, you're not going to succeed, then you're going to get all, all depressed about it. But this mindset, this positive mindset is so critical. It's important to identify any negative self-talk and challenge those negative thoughts uh, to become more positive, even write them down. Watch how you talk. Maybe you're used to saying things a certain way, and there's a better way you could say them. And I know this sounds cliche, cliche, but telling yourself, I can do this, or I got this, really works. I do that quite a bit. I talk to myself. I'll say, you have this, Swifty. Come on, Swifty, you got this. You're better than this. And I have just those little checkup from the neck-ups, and trust me, they do work. And then I would tell you, just, you know, maintain some type of accountability. What you're seeing out there now in the world is you're seeing accountability coaches and people that work with you, just like a success coach or a life coach, is they they work with you to get to your goals, but they, they, they work real hard at holding you accountable and they do make a big difference. And I know the word accountability, some people might think has a negative connotation being... It, they might think it means blame or judgment, but when you see it a way of tracking your success, accountability can create a sense of ownership and pride versus this negative connotation that some people have with that word. So it's important to, it's important to feel accountable to someone beside yourself. And this does create this purpose, this bigger purpose in you. So don't be afraid to share your goals. Don't be afraid to let people know what your goals are because once you lay them out, and I used to love laying them out there because then I felt like it really held me accountable, especially when I was back in the year when I was training and teaching sales professionals and then working with sales professionals. Um, and it might be helpful to ask yourself, what helps me make, what helps me feel more accountable? Is there something that would help you to feel more accountable? And is this something that's going to help me stay on track? And this may be especially true, and this group of people is near and dear to me, um, and, and I hope that this reaches their ear, but this really holds true for people with disabilities, people with paralysis like myself, because our lives... Our busy schedules are crazy busy due to our paralysis. Now, this may mean health appointments, rehabilitation, exercise. We get so wrapped up in managing our daily stressors and our daily lives because for me to put on a shirt and to get dressed and to brush my teeth is going to take way longer than it was, than it would you. 
just because of my inability to make a use my fingers and hold a brush or to hold a toothbrush, but you find ways to do it. So personal goals, when I write them, I, I have to take into consideration the timeline being, you know, I am not going to jump up out of the bed and move as quickly as you. I need assistance getting dressed. Then once I start to, once I'm done, I can slide over into my wheelchair and start my routine. So don't forget about the barriers that could get in your way. For people with disabilities, sometimes it's not a barrier. It's just our daily routine and doing it with our disability. So consider writing your goals down. I'm a proponent of that. It makes them stronger. Same to yourself in the mirror. Again, I know, cliche, but it works. Something I've done for years, and now you're seeing it, I don't want to say catch on, but is create a vision board. I have two. I keep one in my garage, which is where I exercise and work out. Uh, It's a place that... I'm in front of quite a bit, especially if I'm working on crafts or exercising. And I keep one in the house where I might exercise or do my podcast from or, you know, do some YouTube videos. So sometimes getting wrapped up and we our minds are in 9,000 places, sometimes just looking up and seeing this vision board um, is so helpful. But get creative. Do what helps you. What helps you might not be something I want to do, but do it for yourself. Track your goals, track your progress, and create a vision board, and then regularly check on your progress. Take notes if you have to. See what you would plan for, you know, Wednesday. I thought I'd be here by Wednesday. That's okay. Um, Notice yourself backsliding. It's hard to notice yourself backsliding if you don't have enough goals. You've got to have small goals. And then you got you have to celebrate those. So celebrate those small goals. Don't punish yourself if you're backsliding. It happens to all of us. We do backslide and we have to really take notice on and recognize a small amount of progress in every step of the way. Our small victories celebrate our ability to, you know, cross things off the list, celebrate your ability to meet that goal out where you wanted to be on Wednesday, no matter how big or how small it is, but keep keep building confidence by checking these things off, by reaching these goals and creating this massive goal for yourself in the end. If you have any questions, this is Brian P. Swift, the Quadfather. I could be reached at bswift62 at comcast.net. You could also go to Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation and reach me through uh, the nonprofit that we created to help people with disabilities get back outdoors. But find yourself a way to continue to move forward. You deserve it. You need it. And it's definitely something you can accomplish. But we need to keep changing. And change is important. And before we go to our sponsors, I want to talk about five powerful words that I I think are I've created to for them to have a, a lot of meaning in my life and I, and I hope they have a lot of meaning in people that I've worked with definitely with teams I've coached and things of that nature but believe in yourself it's hard to do anything if you don't have this belief or faith in yourself 
And that doesn't mean you don't fail, and it doesn't mean you don't backslide. It just means that you know that no matter what happens, that you know you will continue to move forward. So that faith and, and that belief is so powerful. Stay strong, and I just don't mean physically strong, although physically strong is part of it, but stay strong in your belief, stay strong physically, stay strong mentally. So keep that exercise going. If you like reading and that helps you continue to read, but stay strong. Third, never give up. A little progress is all you're looking for. Progress, not perfection, as I say. As long as you're progressing, as long as you're taking little steps, it's all good. So we're looking for progress, not perfection. Perfection is something that we chase our entire life, but progress is something we can track. And that's why I talk about tracking your progress because it's something you should celebrate. Stay humble as you start to succeed, and you will. Stay humble as you work hard, as you work selflessly towards your goals, as you succeed, your success will make the noise for you. You don't have to make that noise. Your success will do that for you. So stay humble. And, and lastly, the fifth powerful word is keep smiling. I say this to a lot of people, especially my, a couple of my kids. Uh, I say it to athletes. I say it to, you know, you should be smiling whether it's a good day or a bad day. As my father used to say, it's easy to smile when everything's going your way, right? It's easy to smile when everything's perfect. Smile when it's not perfect. Give thanks for that opportunity to be doing what you're doing, even when it's not perfect, even when it's not going your way. Learn to smile. So those five words are believe in yourself, stay strong, never give up, stay humble, and keep smiling. And now we're going to have a word from our amazing sponsors, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Welcome back. This is Brian P. Swift, and this is the Inspiration Location. Thank you for listening. We're back with some more inspiration. I'm going to talk about some quick things and talking about being... uh, Agile and being to adjust and adapt. Today's guest, unfortunately, let me know extremely late that they would not be able to make it today due to circumstances that are very understandable. So here I am leaving for the show, and believe it or not, I really haven't prepared for that. That being, you know, usually I, I've been lucky so far. Everybody's come and showed up, and and has been pretty good. So I haven't prepared for that, but. I guess uh, in, in preparation for my earlier shows, I always have material that I am hoping to talk about and hoping to get to. But it does throw you, and that's part of life, right? I mean, it throws us curves. And this is a curve ball that I'm going to hit out of the park because I'm not going to let it get to me. So, so thank you for hanging around. So let me talk about six things mentally strong people do. And trust me, there's probably there, – there's not probably. There are way more than six things. But these six things I think are important, and I think we do a lot of them, but some of them we probably slide back on. And that being said, the first one is move on, learn to move on. I mean, it is difficult to do sometimes, but, you you know, and I know sports analogies some people like, but as a quarterback, you better have a short memory after you throw that 
interception. And as a pitcher, you better have a short memory after that guy just knocks the ball out of the bar, ballpark. And that's where believing in yourself is so key. That's where having that, that staying strong and faith in yourself and never giving up is so critical. So learn to move on. Don't waste time. Don't waste time feeling sorry for yourself by any stretch. Learn to move on. This is a tough one for everybody uh, because it's kind of this fight or flight and it's embrace change. And change, you can read any psychology book, any growth book, change is uncomfortable. And asking people to move through their comfort zone is difficult. But successfully and mentally strong people find a way to embrace change. And, and they just chalk it up and put it out there and realize, okay, if I got to go through this, that's like saying, oh, here's a radio op- show opportunity. What do you think? Uh, could you be ready by next week? Never done this before. Never thought about it before. Uh, I made it happen. Um, and sometimes you just have to make things happy happen. Stay happy. Find ways to make your life happy. That doesn't mean everything's perfect. So understand the difference. In an imperfect world, we are imperfect people. We have to learn to be happy. So once you accept that the world is imperfect, I am imperfect, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fail if you choose to look at it that way, but stay happy. They don't, don't waste your energy on things you can't control. And maybe it was something you could control, but you weren't prepared for. But please stay happy, especially when it's tough to not be happy. You've got to keep that head up, especially leaders. Leaders have to stay happy for their teams, for their, for whether that's a, a sports team, whether that's a, a entrepreneurial group of people, whether you work in corporate, that's true for a mom and a dad who, who are part of a family. I am the leader of that family. I have to stay happy even when the ship's rocking. So there, be kind and fair and unafraid to speak up. Life is too short. As I tell my kids, take the high road. As I've told some of my sales teams, take the high road. Be kind, be fair, and be unafraid to speak up. If you do it in the right way, you shouldn't be afraid to speak up. Take calculated risks is number five. Without risk, there's not great reward. With great risk comes great reward. I guarantee that any of these extremely successful people that you see out there today have taken extreme risks. And they were calculated risks, but they still took them. And another thing, number six, which I love doing, which is part of, for me, gratitude, uh, is celebrate other people's success. That, you know, that success that people have around you is infectious. And don't be resistant to celebrating somebody else's success. You just don't know where that success might come your way in certain ways. So be, be happy for those people. Um, whether you were a part of it or you were just told about it, that celebrating of somebody else's success also keeps you humble and creates gratitude. So six things mentally strong people do. They don't waste time. One. Two, they embrace change. 
Three, they stay happy. Four, they are kind, fair, and unafraid to speak up. Number five, they take calculated risks. And number six, they celebrate other people's success. So I hope you like that list and uh, use it and utilize it to become that person that you're working on. Because I fundamentally believe that you have the power within you to do great things in any circumstances, in any condition that we are facing, no matter how long that circumstance has to be there, no matter how difficult it's been, you have that ability to get through that. You have the ability to live that life that you have in your mind that you love. That is out there for you. It doesn't come cheap. It doesn't come easy. But it is worth the struggle. It is worth the blood, sweat, and tears. And I know for myself, I find joy in using my gifts to help create the lives that are better for others. I love helping create dreams that other people have. And selfishly, I get a charge out of that. Um, It's not just because I'm this big giver, but I get a lot of joy out of that. Let's be honest. We live in a time where everybody could succeed, right? I mean, everybody could win in our environment these days. There is no reason for anybody, for you to not succeed, for you not to put yourself, not to put yourself in a better position, for you not to be happier, That lies primarily in your hands. And I know there's a lot of circumstances that have been dished to us that may seem unfair. But the longer you look at those circumstances, the less time you have to look at things like your blessings, your goals, or all the good things that you have going for you. Those are the things you need to be concentrating on, your storyboard. Those are the things you need to keep in front of you that keep you going. Get into that routine and you will start to see the answers that you already have inside of you. And you'll find that courage to pursue those answers and and those goals. Even when you want to give up because of the circumstance around you, you will find that strength that I talked about in the five words, the five powerful words. You will find that. Because I believe in making a big difference in in our world right now is something we all need to do. And that big difference can also be made by you in your world. So keep that thought. I think it's extremely important to have that optimistic view, to believe to some degree that no matter what opportunity or what develops, that the talents God gave you will get you through it. They won't be dulled. They won't, they won't be stepped on. They, they are there. You just got to bring them to the forefront, keep them in the forefront, and use them as I explained. So thank you for listening. There's much more to come. As, as I said, I, I always have information at my fingertips. Even without information at my fingertips, I have information. And... A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a vice president of a very big company, and they're going through some changes, and they were talking about strategic plans and 
all the things that big companies talk about, no different than, you know, your personal goals, your business goals, you know, except they have plans, obviously, at a bigger level that affect a lot of people. And I had asked him that proverbial after he got done talking, like, is there any reason your plan wouldn't work? What's What would stop your strategic plan from failing? So uh, there, was a ball, there was a long pause because – you know, we don't want to look at that, but if you don't look at some of these things and keep them in perspective, you don't prepare for them. So in my preparation for doing radio shows, I gathered enough information where if a, a guest were to not be able to make it due to anything, I would have enough information, not necessarily in front of me, but at least of outline that's, that's stuff that I have in, in my head. So that, that was a pause, and then we, we kind of went through the five reasons strategic plans fail. Not just his plan, but other plans, because now you can have a plan B if that works for you. So the first reason is, and this is why strategic plans fail, the first reason is not having a big enough vision that inspires passion and motivation. And again, those are all different things. Passion is one word inspires is is something totally different and i've explained that on shows and motivation is is also something different so if your vision much like your goals if your goals aren't big enough to frighten you then they're not big enough your goals should be big enough to say, to where you show them to somebody and they turn their head like a puppy and give you that look of like what are you thinking that's okay they should be that big they should be something where even other people question. That's okay. They're goals. They can be adjusted. And your goals come from your vision. So make sure your vision is big enough. The next, the next reason is not really taking your vision and breaking it down into bite-size achievable goals that the leaders and the teams can incrementally win and maintain their momentum on. So you have this big goal in the end, maybe you have three goals and and one is, you know, the first quarter, maybe one is the third quarter and one to finish. You better have taken your vision and taken your goals and broken them down so that in three weeks you can celebrate getting to this spot. In six weeks you could celebrate that you've reached reached this little goal. So if you don't break those down so that the people under you, so that the leaders, that the teams, that your the, the professionals are, are able to reach and celebrate, that will create failure in any strategic plan. The third thing is, and this is critical in life, not just business, not being willing to be the change you wanna see as the leader, you better walk the walk. If you expect other people to work hard, you better be working hard. If you expect things from, from others, you better be able to make the change in yourself. Become an agent of change, especially for those around you. I had three children. I'm around kids quite a bit, not as much anymore because they're all older. And I've been around kids that run around swearing at, 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 at a park or after a baseball game or football game. And it just amazes me 
the amount of parents that are like, oh, we swear at home. I, I, I don't get that. I mean, if so, I don't swear at home. I don't swear often anywhere. So my kids aren't brought up to think that that's the way it is, and nor would I justify it. If I was one of these parents, I'd be embarrassed. But be that agent. If you don't want your kids to swear around the house, don't swear around the house. If you want your workers to work hard, work hard. So that's, that was number three. Number four, people, especially leaders, sometimes fail to take bold action because of fear and lack of confidence. That means you better have enough confidence for your entire team, for your entire crew, for your entire business. They, when they walk by you, they better feel this confidence coming out of you. They better feel that you have this boldness in you to get everybody to the end and reach that goal. And the fifth thing is lack of accountability. Lack of accountability from both a, a leadership standpoint and the team, whether that be a lack of inaction or a lack of buy-in, that lack of accountability, if people don't believe they're accountable for certain results, there was a breakdown of communication, a breakdown of enough thought at the higher levels uh, of leadership to where that communication and their understanding of their accountability needs to happen. Just like the accountability of any sports team, any family unit, there needs to be accountability. Any entrepreneur needs to be able to hold himself accountable. Any business or government, whatever is out there, we need accountability because by nature, if we don't think there's accountability, you will drive 100, some people will drive 100 miles an hour. What keeps some people from driving 100 miles an hour? It's probably not the fact that they could kill themselves or kill somebody else, and that should be it. It's that they're not going to get it. They don't want to get a ticket. If that's what holds them accountable to driving 65 or 55 or you know 25 in a school zone, that works, but hold yourself accountable. So those are five reasons strategic plans fail. I hope you enjoyed them. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and then I will be back to share more with you. Thank you for listening. P. Swift and the Inspiration Location. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And next, I want to talk about coping with adversity. Who doesn't have adversity? I don't know anybody that doesn't. Um, I know the grass may look greener, but it tends to be greener where we water it. But adversity is a topic that is part of all of our lives, uh, maybe more so now with having to deal with covid because that has created some extremely difficult situations in all our lives and situations for our loved ones and friends. So I want to talk about coping with adversity, or it also applies to uh, a disability. I would have the same exact format of dealing with this, and it starts with don't give up, get up. Uh, I know it's easy to say, 
don't give up, get up. It's easy, but it's, I know it's not easy to do. I have to do it so many times being a C5, C6 quadriplegic, and I do it now without even thinking about it. It's just the way it is. And I get up because I have so much to look forward ahead of me because I've created some of that through my goals, through my vision board, through having accountability, friends, and partners. So don't give up, but get up through adversity, through your disability. Next, I would tell you to acknowledge the change in your life. I mean, especially if it's a disability, you, you do have to acknowledge it. it. It is what it is. It may not be going away soon. It may not be going away at all. I don't know. But you do have to acknowledge that it's there, and that's okay. And then around that, one thing that's helped me extremely well is build a support network. Nobody becomes successful alone. I guarantee it. My success isn't due to me. My success in big part is I have been blessed uh, through my faith. Uh, I have an amazing family, an extended family, and an amazing wife and kids and friends. So I have built a support network for me. It's my trinity, as you will hear me talk about, which is my faith, my family, my friends. That is so important to me, and it has made a huge difference. So build that support network network. And, and it's okay to express your feelings. When I say acknowledge the change, it's okay to express your feelings. It's okay to be frustrated, to be mad, to be pissed. Express those feelings, express the pain, and then move on. Because talking about it doesn't make it better. So move on after that. And don't forget, friendship is a two-way street. Just because you're going through adversity or have a disability doesn't mean you don't have something to offer others because you do. And no matter what situation you're dealing with, you still have something to offer others. If it's just an ear for them to lean on, if it's time to have coffee and they run an idea, if it's just being that Uber driver for a friend who needs it at this time, friendship is a two-way street. You still have something to offer. And through this, don't forget, grieving is normal. Grieving's a part of adversity. Grieving's a part of uh, having a disability. It's okay to grieve, but much like pain, feel it, acknowledge it, and move on. And then understand your limitations because... You're going to have, you may be going through a point where you have limitations. Maybe you can't drive now. Maybe there's a lot of things you can't do. But understand your limitations and then just try to keep pushing forward. I got hurt. I broke my neck. I couldn't drive for a couple of years. Finally said, I'm done with this. I'm tired of being driven around. I am going to learn to drive. And that's what I did. I pushed through that and learned how to drive so that I could be more independent. So I pushed through that part of my limitation. And while all this is going on, you definitely have to know and understand that you need to take care of yourself to the fullest extent possible and try to maintain as much control over what happens to you. This goes for mental health. This goes for physical health. This goes for spiritual health. 
you still control a lot of that. And if you need to get help in any of those areas, get it. There is help out there. You don't have to go through this alone. And you may need time to nurture yourself and take care of yourself. And that's okay. Take those breaks, but make sure they're small. Make sure they're meaningful. Because I don't believe anybody gets depressed for a year. I don't think people get down for a year. I think you have a bad situation that leads to a bad day. That bad day leads to two bad days. Now two bad days leads to three and maybe a week. You've got to cut it off before it leads to a week. Before you are depressed and sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, you need to cut it off and get back to your plan, get back to your mission, because feeling sorry for yourself is okay as long as it's extremely short and hopefully maybe it gets you motivated. So that feeling sorry yourself feeling sorry for yourself if you're looking for sympathy, man, there's a lot of people out there you're not just going to you're not going to find it. You're not going to find maybe that sympathy you're looking for and I don't think that's a bad thing as long as they give you empathy and they're two different things. I empathize with a lot of people's situation, but I'm not going to be there to watch them self-implode because they're not nurturing themselves. They're not taking mental, spiritual, or emotional care. So remember, you are not defined by what your body does or doesn't do. That's not how you need to define yourself, especially with a disability. You need to define yourself much differently than that. And through these adverse times, survive. Do what it takes to make it through, it's okay to struggle. Uh, watch me putting on a shirt some days. Um, I mean, it, it could it it could go on a comedy a comedy show. Um, it, I struggle sometimes. I'm trying to pull it down behind the back of my chair. You know, it's getting caught on my muffin top. Then I try to swing to the other side and hold on to the dresser and try because I can't grab it. So yeah, learn how to survive. Learn how to survive through the struggles. They're out there. It's a part of life. While we're going through these struggles, try new things. What you can do might surprise you. You might be amazed at really what you can do. And if you fail at it, awesome. Find another way to do it. Try it again. Do it differently. Use your mind and you will find the best way to adapt to this adversity or to your disability. Don't be a victim. Don't have a victim mentality. It will bury you because what you need right now is an upbeat, positive attitude. That attitude is contagious. It is why it's good to help others celebrate their victories. And you are still a person, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the adversity is, you are a still a person that is worthy of dignity and respect. So do not... Allow yourself to feel any differently you about yourself or let others treat you that way. So that is my short notes on coping with an adversity or a disability. I hope they helped. And again, if they don't or if you have a question or anything of that nature, please, again, feel free to reach out to me if you have questions about leadership, about maintaining a positive attitude, reach out to me. Um, I can be reached at, again, Brian, 
pswift.com. I could be reached at Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation and bswift62 at comcast.net. There are all ways you can get a hold of me. And if you'd like me to discuss anything on the radio show or talk to anything, I will. I have put that out there in my platforms on social media. I've not gotten much of a response, but we're going through holidays and, and New Year's, and I understand people are busy. And I'm going to end this with seven things happy people do. So this is a list of seven things, and you're going to find some of them are similar for some reason, go figure, to some of the other lists I've talked about, but seven things that happy people do differently. And believe it or not, they savor life and express gratitude. They celebrate the little things. They express gratitude. They appreciate what they have. They appreciate what other people have. And that is something we all need to continue to do and maybe be better at. They cultivate, number two, is they cultivate optimism. Uh, This is probably one of my favorites. Uh, People who think optimistically see the world uh, in a place packed with endless opportunities. Uh, And and not that there aren't going to be tough times or things that get in the way, but they just look at the world differently. Number three, develop strategies for coping. I talked about this a little bit just before, learn how to cope um, and deal with things, but find ways, healthy ways, healthy strategies that help you get through these adverse times and tough times. You need an arsenal of things at your disposal. Oh, I'm glad you asked. What are some of mine? Well, some of my strategies One is physical exercise. I have a heavy bag in my garage. I have dumbbells. I have weighted ropes. I have uh, bands to use. Uh, During the summer, I go out and will just push in my wheelchair miles. So exercise, physical exercise is extremely important. Uh, Go to to one of the high schools, walk the track, run the track. There are ways to get out. Um, The next thing would be I, I love listening to good old music. And I turn it up loud, and I just crank the music and probably rock and roll in my chair, which probably is a frightening sight, but it makes me feel better. So loud music, exercise. Third one is I read books, and I have numerous books around my house, whatever floats your boat with a book, but read books that inspire you, read books that bring you purpose and serve. And number four is uh, increase flow. So these energies call flow. It's a strategy which feels like like time is standing still. Like you're just, you know, it's like you've all driven in the car and then you blink and you're like, how did I get here? You know that feeling? Like, wow, have I been looking at the road or haven't I? That's flow. It's where nothing distracts you and you're just kind of like in this own space. And that needs to be created. I, I don't have the answers on how, and maybe I'll look into that, but, you know, I don't have any great answers for how. But create, try to create that atmosphere. Um, I think they're important. Number six is commit to your goals. Um, I think that's crazy important. And, and you better have goals and not just like, well, we talked about them. Write them down, post them talk through them, break them down so they're bite-sized. 
And the last one, and it's not last, it's my first thing I do every morning, and the last one before I go to bed is practice spirituality. Um, personally, I, I wake up and I say a prayer. Before I leave my bedroom, I say a prayer, and I thank God when I, my head hits the bed and he's given me another day, I say a prayer. So uh, practice spirituality. Uh, it, it is nothing but upside. Thank you so much for listening to the Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. the Quadfather, all things inspirational show. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you.